Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and responds to every movie, show, and one shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Alicia Thayer. I'm Dr. Tony Stark, Captain America, Hulk Camarena. <laughs> <laughs> and it's I'm a crossover Rod- episode. <laughs> Uh, and I'm Al Rodriguez. <laughs> and uh, today we're talking about all of the Avengers. Well, the Avengers movie, but all of them together because this is the first one. They're all together. And it's so awesome. I mean, you have no idea what I'm thinking about it because let's actually talk about what we think about it. Okay. Who wants to go first? Um, I'll go. Uh, so... I remember when I first saw this movie come out and went and saw it and I remember being on the edge of my seat the whole entire time because this was what I, all the movies had been finally building up to and I was so excited and damn did it deliver. Uh, And, you know, watching it again, it still delivers. It still gives me like at certain points, it still gives me those goosebumps and the excitement of, oh yeah, this is going to totally be awesome and kick butt and ah. I love this movie. Yeah, I I was feeling the same way when I first saw it. And then over the years, I've watched it less and less as we've gotten further in the MCU. Mm-hmm. And um, I know I kind of gave Al a little bit of crap for his, I think he's, like, I took it as him saying it was a chore to watch these movies. Mm-hmm. But uh, yesterday, I work at elementary school, elementary school, and it was our first day back with all the kids. Uh-huh. And I was exhausted. And I was not looking forward to uh, taking notes and watching this movie. But as soon as I turned on this movie, everything melted away. I was just, like, excited, just back how I was in 2012. This movie is amazing. Right. And it just, like, made me forget about all the stress from the day and just took me into that world. And I was like, everything in this movie is awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hope that doesn't give away what our rankings will be in two episodes. But... <laughs> Uh, yeah it was a it was an awesome movie oh yeah uh and and i just kind of want to clear the air here that was just a bad joke that didn't land i don't think it's (laughs) a chore to watch the movies (laughs) unless you know i'm in that same situation where yeah i'm tired uh Uh, but i I, i'm gonna say it's gonna be a chore to watch um iron fist in a few years but otherwise everything else is fine (laughs) Yeah, there there are a few things here and there, but you know, for the most part, it's still, have, still the Marvel universe. So, a reminder for the audience: I have seen very few of the actual TV shows, so I have no idea what Iron Fist is like, and I won't get there until we actually get there because I am the control group. <laughs> I mean, I really hope Alicia, you like it, so that way when I I'm not just bashing on it the whole time. There are a few good things we'll talk about it in a long while. Yeah, but I really hope you enjoy it. For the second show. So. <laughs> but Al, what did you think about Avengers? Oh, um, well, you know, earlier I did say it was good, but really my thoughts are that I really liked it. No, I mean this oh. this movie really still holds up. Uh it was uh, you know, kind of watching rewatching Captain America and then this back to back uh really reminded me that this is when it really kept upping that comedy factor. We talked about this last time, right? This whole Joss Whedon influence, all these mm-hmm. jokes, and they still fit really well. Um, a couple of them, having seen the movie so often, you know, I didn't laugh as much, but it's still really good and really funny. Uh, and uh, yeah. just like before, one of my top three moments I'm going to say today was one of the jokes, because you could probably see that one coming with me. Yeah, but, <laughs> I love this movie. <laughs> like a like Captain America, this one definitely doesn't pull its punches on adding the one-liners that really get you laughing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like also um, you see a little bit that I think Captain America is Joss Whedon's favorite character. Mm-hmm. So he really writes Captain America well when he rewrote part of the first Avenger and writing this script. He did a really good job catching his voice as Didn't... much as as well as the others. Didn't he, like, get a hold of whatever script was written before, tossed it out, and totally rewrote it? I know he was... I don't know if he tossed out the previous script. I know he wrote this one, and he's credited for this one. He might have right. done that. I have, I, yeah, I have no idea. I remember that. reading or hearing somewhere that he, like, he got a hold of whatever script the, the I guess, the production company had written, and it was mm-hmm. like, nope, this is... No, just, just no. 
Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, I can't. I honestly can't imagine it being better. Like, oh God, For no. the amount of characters they have that have here, and this is the first time they've ever done something like that in Marvel or pretty much anywhere else. I can't imagine it going better. Mm-hmm. All right. But let's uh, get into the nitty gritty of the first part of the Avengers movie. All right, so um, in this episode, we'll be covering from the beginning of the movie to the, I don't want to say amazing again, so awesome, I guess, um, forest battle. Yes. So, um, we'll, I'll start our discussion with our Wikipedia summary. The Asgardian Loki encounters the other, the leader of an extraterrestrial race known as the Chitari. In exchange for retrieving the Tesseract, a powerful energy source of an unknown potential, the other promises Loki an army with which he can subjugate Earth. Nick Fury, director of the espionage agency S.H.I.E.L.D., and his lieutenant agent Maria Hill arrive on a remote research facility during an evacuation, where physicist Dr. Eric Selvig is leading a research team experimenting on the Tesseract. Agent Phil Coulson explains that the object has uh, begun radiating an unusual form of energy. The Tesseract suddenly activates and opens a wormhole, allowing uh, Loki to reach Earth. Loki takes the Tesseract and uses the scepter to enslave Selvig and a couple of other agents, including Clint Barton, to aid him in his getaway. In response to the attack, Fury reactivates the Avengers Initiative. Agent Natasha Romanoff is sent to Calcutta to recruit Dr. Bruce Banner, to trace the Tesseract through its gamma radiation emissions. Coulson visits Tony Stark to have him review Selvig's research, and Fury approaches Steve Rogers with an assignment to retrieve the Tesseract. In Stuttgart, Barton steals Iridium needed to stabilize the Tesseract's powers while Loki causes a distraction, leading to a brief confrontation with Rogers, Stark, and Romanoff that ends with Loki's surrender. While Loki is being escorted to S.H.I.E.L.D., Thor, his adoptive brother, arrives and frees him, hoping to convince him to abandon his plan and return to Asgard. After a confrontation with Stark and Rogers, Thor agrees to take Loki to S.H.I.E.L.D.'s flying aircraft carrier, the Helicarrier. That was a very long summary. <laughs> it is a very long summary. That's okay. Uh... Alright, so on to... Oh, wait. First, I'm going to remind everybody that I am uh, pro-Loki because uh, I think he is innocent of this, or at least, very least, under duress, and I will probably be expressing all the evidence I have during the next three episodes. So, And and I will be the rational arg- um, part of the argument. I don't know. I think you're going to have a, a hard time. I, we'll see. We'll see. Alright. Okay. Okay, so uh, let's start with our number threes. Um, I'm going to roll a die. All right, somebody pick a number. 14. I'm rolling a four-sided die. You know that's not going to work. Oh, four. Okay, then you're going Two first. Two and a half. I'm going first? Yep, and right. that's what I rolled. <laughs> All right. Um, we My number three is Black Widow's introduction fight. Punch! So when she, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> All right, uh, Al. Okay, what was that? <laughs> um, yeah, so my number three was just the all-around, all of the named S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, the main character agents, just being on the ball on everything right at the beginning. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. You had Maria Hill just being instantly untrusting of Hawkeye when he's walking with Loki. You had... Nick Fury for trying to get the Cosmic Cube out of there and trying to, uh, well, and, you know, in failing that, trying to just stall so that way that whole area gets, you know, covered under all that concrete. Mm-hmm. You have Hawkeye for just still trying to shoot Loki after all of those other agents in the room just get horribly murdered by Loki. And then you've got Agent Coulson for just being awesome. But every oh, yeah. one of those S.H.I.E.L.D. agents was just on the ball, mm-hmm. which is great because every other time we see S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, they're just the mindless red shirts. Like, they're around right? to, to die or to be horrible because you need to compare them to superheroes. And uh, it, uh, so I, I'm so happy love seeing that and reminding that these are actually awesome characters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
No, I agree. Um, even though we get our first of many fake-out deaths where, you know, um, <laughs> Nick Fury is shot and killed, but he had a bulletproof vest, so he was fine. Which, I'm not going to say that there are a lot of fake-out deaths in the MCU, but there are quite a lot of uh, fake-out deaths in the MCU. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's there's enough but, that there's a list. There's a yeah. lot of fake-out deaths in the in just in the everything, in all kind of superhero things. I mean, not just Marvel, but DC does it too, where they're like, oh, this person's dead. Oh, no, wait. So Yeah, that's true. It, it's just it's uh, part of comics in general. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I really it's really setting up or giving the kernel of the idea of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show, where these are mm-hmm. actually actually competent people who can do the job. We just didn't see the most competent ones. <laughs> exactly. So, that's my number three. Alicia, what's yours? Uh, mine is from where Iron Man connects the tower to the arc reactor to when Pepper Potts leaves, that, that whole scene. Uh, mainly because we get a lot of different things out of it. We get some character development out of uh, Pepper Potts and Tony Stark showing more of the relationship thing. And we get the joke that comes back to bite uh, Tony in his butt by the 12%. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then we also get the, we get Coulson entering in the life decoy model. And, and we also get uh, Pepper calling Coulson Phil, uh, which I don't know if we named him Phil Coulson. in nope. the I don't think he's ever really been named Phil before to this. No, uh, that, that's actually one of my Easter eggs you're stealing early. Oh. Um, he, yeah, he's never been called Phil like this, like been given a first name before. Okay. So that's kind of the joke that um, Tony's saying. It's like, his first name's Agent. Uh, because yeah, his as first far name's as Agent. everyone counts. <laughs> as far as it, it matters in the script so far, his first name has been Agent. Uh-huh. So, yeah. So yeah, uh, there's just a lot of sass, and then we don't get to hear it, but when Pepper decides that Tony has a lot of homework and she's going to leave, she whispers something <laughs> in his ear, and just the look on his face of like, oh, oh, okay. Uh, like, uh, part of me wonders, like, what did she as an actor actually say to him to get that look on his face? <laughs> but I, I I bet that was a Robert Downey Jr. thing. It was like, just whisper in my ear, and then he can improv his reaction. Fair enough. But, he does a yeah. lot of improv, uh, which I, I will talk about later, because <laughs> I have lots of things. Um, so <laughs> that is my that is my number three scene the the whole tower them in the tower scene. Yeah, I I like that because I like um I I like callbacks to previous movies, and we pretty much did a callback to every previous movie in that scene where he mm-hmm. pretty much throws up all the. Caps of old war movies, and uh, you can see the Hulk stuff, and you can see the stuff mm-hmm. in uh, Thor, his battle against the Destroyer, and just I I, I like all that stuff because it really makes it a cohesive universe. Yeah, um, and just because we're talking about those real quick, I'm gonna toss back to the uh, actually I'll we can head right into my number two because it will co- go through your number three and also tie into the revealing things about the characters through the video log. So. Uh, Natasha's ter- interrogation thing um, mm-hmm. was my number two. Uh, and uh, during that scene, we see uh, Coulson in the background has a video of both uh, Natasha and Hawkeye, obviously in some battle working together. So yeah. we get to see them through that. So, but uh, I, I love the scene because a Coulson's phone call of, no, you will put that girl on the phone because I have this and this and this, and I will blow you up before you get to the lobby. And then Natasha's response of, uh, you can't pull me out now. This asshole's giving me everything. Oops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, edit that. <laughs> no, we're good. We'll, okay. we'll let that fly. All right. <laughs> but yeah, I, I really like this scene. I put it in my number three because um, in Iron Man 2, we saw her being a badass. Mm-hmm. But... She was also surprised attacking some people, and this is um, her tied to a chair, but she's in complete control of the situation, and she has the ability to escape at any moment she wanted to. She just right. stayed there to interrogate the guy. Yeah. It really shows me that Black Widow could stand amongst the Avengers and hold her own, because mm-hmm. she and Hawkeye aren't super-powered, and no. even though we get it later in the movies... 
throughout this movie, I think the only weakness is Hawkeye because they don't show that he can really hold his own. They don't really give him a lot of character development until later. Yep. Like, it's later yeah. movies that we get a lot of character development for, yeah. for him. Yeah, definitely Avengers 2 and um, Civil War. I mean, mm -hmm. those are the, I think, the only other two movies he's been in. But he gets a lot more in those movies because they shortchanged him in this one. Was it just those two? I feel like he was in one other. Yeah, and, and, and the cameo in Thor, but you don't see him do anything except for uh, draw his bow. But uh, yeah, those enough. are his, his only movies so far. He needs a movie. Yeah, well, I would love him to have a Netflix series based on the Matt Fraction uh, Ooh, comics. That would be yes. amazing. But they don't really like to cross over Netflix and movies, unfortunately, as of right Sad. now. Yeah, we'll see what happens. He's into it. He's had said in an interview that he wouldn't mind doing something like that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, but, but they did cross over. They did cross over from movies to to Netflix with uh, Agents of Shield, didn't they? That's not Netflix. That's ABC. Oh, well, screw them. Yeah, they they do they they have done that, but the Netflix has been they've made references, but it's pretty self-contained. Okay, well that explains yeah. the movie tie-ins with the Agents of Shield that I hear keep hearing about. Yeah, you will get there. I know soon. <laughs> actually, we'll soon get there. Yeah, we'll we'll get to Agents of Shield in a couple of weeks, but for now, it's gonna be a while till you get to that movie crossover I that know. you're thinking about. <laughs> so in the dark uh, so uh, before moving on uh, uh -huh. this was also my number two and oh, you both right. have already said everything that I needed to say so <laughs> All right. okay. uh, it was an awesome scene mm -hmm. Tony what's your number two uh, my number two is uh, the Iron Man versus Thor fight <laughs> like the big set set piece of this. If I need, do I need to be punted? Wait, I uh, yeah, I am one. punting you because that's the okay, poorest good. scene. That's my number Great. one. I I figured it was someone's number one. I was just like, oh, I'm not gonna be able to talk this whole time. <laughs> so, so Tony, I I was under the assumption that that was actually going to be in our second episode because I have a part of that that I was going to talk about. Oh, well, oh, you're yeah. wrong. It's in the first episode. I... <laughs> Well, in that case, my <laughs> second episode might be a little different. All right. Okay. All right. Well, Tony, since we keep cutting you off, do you want to do your number one? Yeah. My number <laughs> one is uh, Cap versus Loki featuring Iron Man. Fair it's, enough. Uh, uh, it's Captain America uh, pretty much being the only Avenger who signed, or only, he's not Avenger yet, but the only <laughs> hero who accepted the call as everyone else did, as a hero. Mm -hmm. um, and him going up against a god. And he is, even though I think he's the most awesome, he's the least powered out of all of our big four Avengers. And he holds his own. He fights Loki. He knocks Loki down a little bit. Uh, you see his, his moral compass and the callback to him fighting the Nazis. Mm -hmm. And the little awkward scene where he's talking about another man standing above other people when he's standing there above all the other people as well. Right. It was a little weird because they were still kneeling. <laughs> <laughs> Except that one guy in the back who like <laughs> who almost got waited killed. 30 seconds to like sit down. No, no, no. It was some other dude in the back who like, oh. like everyone else was kneeling and that guy was just kind of. Kind of look around. Oh, oh! Now's the time to kneel. Okay. Uh, no, I should be kneeling. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he looks around like, oh, everyone else is doing it. Can't, can't be unique. No, I remember watching the uh, audio commentary uh, years ago, like when this came out on Blu-ray, mm -hmm. and uh, Joss Whedon is talking about Cap's speech about uh, last time I saw a man standing above all other people. We didn't get along, and Joss Whedon realized as they're filming. Well, Cap's standing above all the other people. He needs to get the <laughs> all those extras standing up as quickly as possible, so it's not <laughs> awkward. <laughs> yeah, um, and then the ending of that part when Iron Man shows up and it's like, "Holy crap! It's our first interaction between two Avengers!" Oh my god! Right. <laughs> and it's just like <laughs> Tony Stark making his usual amazing um, appearance, uh, introduction. His yeah, his uh, entrance. By blasting his ACDC through the um, helicopter right. stereos. Or the Quinjet stereos. Yeah. He just totally takes it over. He's like, so this is mine now. I need this. I'm commandeering that. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's all Tony Stark. And you could tell that probably do doesn't give uh, Steve a good impression of him. Because, oh, God, no. you know, 
And then also when the music starts, Steve's on the ground. He's just been knocked down by Loki. And he gives this look like he's scared because he's never heard ACDC before. He's like, what the heck is that? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, that was that was my number one. It's a lot less impressive than the Iron Man Thor fight from a uh, visual standpoint, but I think it's um, it gives a lot of good character from our three main guys: Loki, uh, Cap, and Steve. It does. Or <clears throat> yeah, Cap and Tony. I mean, um, I'm trying to figure out where I should add in my. Oh, this is where Loki could be innocent, sort of thing. But I think I'll wait till the end to give all my. Well, I don't think you have. Ev- Oh, no, I've got um, a lot of evidence. No, you, you to, to are not. No, the listeners will know because they'll see the length of the episode. I didn't cut out any honorable mentions, so I think we're going to be talking for a while about just random stuff. Well, maybe so I'll wait till episode you'll... three then. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see, see how long happens. this is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, um, number Al, what's your number one? So that way we can go through. Yeah. Yeah. So my my number one is. Um, is the, well, the joke that I, uh, you know, kind of alluded to earlier was basically, uh, when, uh, Captain America is, you know, on that, on the helicarrier and he just pulls out that 10 and gives it to Fury. <laughs> that was yeah, my honorable mention. That was one of and my honorable mentions. Yeah. Yeah. It was so subtle. It was mm-hmm. hilarious. Like they, they just, I mean, they show it obviously like on camera. It's not like it was in the background, but but they just kind of show it. It's like two seconds. They move on. It was great. Mm-hmm. So um, I believe that was an improv scene. Oh, yeah. It seems, it seems like an improv scene. It is. It, it, yeah. as, if I recall correctly, I, I know a lot of the improv scene from this movie because I really, really do love this movie. And I think that one was they made the bet in the original part. And it just it just, I guess, worked for Chris Evans to do it right there. And Joss Whedon just kept it because it's funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, oh, that's yeah. a yeah. that seems like a Whedon-y thing where mm-hmm. they'll make a subtle joke in the beginning and then call back. He does that a lot in his in Firefly and uh, mm-hmm. Buffy. Yeah. So cool. So that's your that's your number one. Yep. Oh, all right. That's a very short number one, but it's an awesome number one. So there's some. <laughs> all right. So let's go on to my number one slash Tony's number two, which apparently I'm just gonna punt Tony all over the floor today. <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes next couple episodes. All but right. it's probably going to happen a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the forest fight. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> a uh, Loki gets grabbed from the uh, from the helicarrier and mm-hmm. by Thor and pulled out, and then Tony follows him, and then Cap gets to follow him, and and Natasha's like, uh, is it Natasha or is it Hawkeye? I don't remember. It's Natasha. It is yeah, Natasha. She, okay. she tells them they're basically gods. Yeah, he's like, uh, where I'm from, there's only one god. Yeah, there's and only one god, jumps ma'am, out with and a they don't parachute. dress like that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and then we get the, we get the, uh, I really, the Thor-Loki little scene, I'm like, eh. But we get the Tony Stark-Thor uh, confrontation whoa, 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 and his whoa, whoa, whoa. first response. Wait, wait, wait! Whoa. I want to stop you, Alicia. Uh, Alicia, no. you don't like the conversation between Thor and Loki. It's just boring <laughs> compared no, to the fight. Amazing. It was boring. I love uh, that part. Eh. It's yeah. just it's uh, Thor trying to convince his brother to you know get his head out of his ass and stop yeah, uh, trying to do this. And uh, Thor, Thor or Loki just. Saying, like, he's too far gone. And I know right. it goes against your argument, so you don't want to talk about it. But... No, no, it doesn't go against my argument. It's part of my evidence, and I'm trying to avoid the evidence right now. No, no, we can talk about it right now. Oh, yeah, he's, okay. He's a petty child. So he's, he's not. Just... He's being controlled. He's too far gone. He can't get his own mind back. Well, that, I don't no. see that at all. So, so one of my honorable mentions is actually this part of this conversation, and it's this one line that Thor says to Loki, uh, which is basically telling Loki to stop being such a whiny little brat. And the line mm-hmm. is, you take the world I love as recompense for your imagined slights. Like, he, he's telling Loki, no, 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 you, you gotta stop making this stuff up. Come on, grow up. But You're why, You're a couple why hundred would... Years old. I mean, why would Loki know, A, that Thor loves that when he fell off from the Bifrost into the Void? Thor was only on the planet once. 
He well, liked yeah, a but... girl down there, but there's no he, reason he... for for Loki to believe that Thor loves that no. world. There's no he, reason he, for he that also, line. He's, he sacrificed himself to save the people of that world. Right. No, I he mean... sacrificed himself to save the to save the Warriors Three and Lady Sif, and then the people he'd been hanging out with. He wasn't no, out he's... for the rest of the world. He didn't give a yeah. crap. He was out there for the rest of the city. And what makes you think he doesn't care about it also, right? I mean, it's not like they ever have this conversation. Uh, and no, in but that you can line, see it Thor in is also basically. But in that line, Thor is saying, yeah, I love this world, by the way. Just just so you know, Loki, right. you're, you're doing stuff, but I, but, I like it. But Thor is then projecting that to Loki. Loki wouldn't have known that initially, because all he knows is that he liked the girl. He didn't know he loved yeah. the world. And if he was going to go after no. every... the. Uh, something for thor he would have gone after jane foster who by the way we don't see in this movie yeah we don't there's mention of her but yeah uh the, loki as far as loki knows this is the only world that has changed him at, has changed thor as a person it's the only world like i'm sure uh thor has been to all the nine realms fighting and stuff but this at is some the point. first place yeah and this is the first place that changed him um, and he knew that if there's a way to get to at Thor's heart at, for revenge, you could take on Asgard, which is way too powerful for Loki at this point. Mm. Or you could take on Earth. No, See, I, don't I, don't think, think I don't think so. Could take, I, don't I don't think you could so. take on Asgard. No, I think the only reason he, Loki is on Earth is because that's where Thanos wanted him to go, because the Tesseract is there. And if you pay attention to the, how the scepter works, especially in later scenes, it's, there's a compulsion to pick that stupid thing up. Well, yeah, that's definitely true. I think Thanos, spoiler alert, Thanos is behind everything. He's, um, we see him, in, like, think, we hear him in the first five minutes. Yeah. But I think Thanos and Loki's, um, their, what they wanted collided. And that just happened mm, to work out that way. I don't there think was, so. There's no logical reason. I feel like, and this is a headcanon, um, Loki approached Thanos to go after Earth because he knew Thanos was one of the few people who had the How? will. How? He's, Thanos is known across the universe as a warlord. Uh, I don't know. Okay, I don't know about that in this, in the Marvel Cinematic Movie Universe. Uh, Yeah, I get it in the the comic. Well, yeah, in the Guardians, yes, but they go all throughout uh, the universe. I don't think, as opposed to dealing with Thor and Loki right now, especially with the Tesseract, how it was in Asgard, I don't think that's the case. Uh, I think... That they don't know Thanos. I think Loki hmm. fell into the void into space when he fell off the Bifrost. Thanos found him, tortured him for information, no. and then converted him inside. Yeah, I can, no, I can kind of prove I, it. So I feel, I feel like um, Thanos went after him because, or not Thanos went after him. Loki went to Thanos because Loki's not. He knows who Thanos is. Thanos is a destroyer of worlds. Loki is the son of a galactic power which as guardians are galactic power right but my question is still how how did he go a go find thanos he fell into space he don't fly he obviously survived he obviously survived it's like he who got picked him up ship he uh possibly there, a ravager possibly yeah. a random ship i don't think yeah so. there are there are plenty of things that you can make up that make perfect sense for this right right but I, then I mean, if Loki you're going is a to... smart person who is capable of, you know, just kind of making his way. If he decides he wants to do something, he can figure out a way to pull that off. Mm, see, I, I think my theory in that case is just as plausible as yours. I think Thanos may have found him in the void because we don't know where the Bifrost, going off the Bifrost there, leads to. And there was a, what looked like to be a portal when Loki fell off. Yeah, that was one any... possibility, but I don't know. Yeah, everything but... kind of coming together. That yeah, that one's I, a tough one. See, I think I, I feel I, like I don't know that th- Loki knew of Thanos. I don't think it's I don't think it's a I, thing. I think it, Thanos is a well-known person in the galaxy, and we know the Asgardians have contact with people outside of their race because we see that at the end of Thor: The Dark World, they bring the Aether to the Collector, which means they're part of that society. Right. I, I, they know they know who Thanos is. I we mean, know maybe as a threat. Maybe as, but they know, by, maybe not by personal, but by reputation. 
they know who he is. Right, but that doesn't if they if even if they know him by reputation, that doesn't mean that Loki and Thor do because I think later when Thor hears about Thanos, he has no clue. No, the, Loki doesn't know Thanos is behind anything. I mean, not Loki. Thor doesn't know Thanos is behind anything. Uh, Thor finds out Thanos, or no, Thor finds out that someone is collecting the Infinity Stones. They don't know who uh, that is Thanos behind there. We won't know until Infinity War. Right, but they how captured Loki at the end of this movie. Why not have he? I can't imagine they didn't question him while the whole time he was in jail. I cannot they, imagine they probably that. Did. Then why does he not know that Thanos is behind this? Because maybe Loki didn't tell him. Maybe Loki lied. He does like to do that. Yeah, he also Actually, could have made it sound like um, he didn't fully know, right? I mean, Loki's pretty sly about the way he responds to things. So maybe he made them think they know an answer that's like only 10% of the truth. But he only another, lies probably, when it has a purpose and, and advantage to him. There was no advantage for him lying in that case. Yes, there is. He what? doesn't want it. He doesn't want it known that uh, he's on Asgard, most likely, because Thanos is going after him for failing. So mm -hmm. if uh, as Asgardian as a galactic power might go after Thanos... And then th if Thanos wins, he's dead. Which is why I think Loki has no problem being in prison until his mother dies. Mm. Uh, because he, it's for him at that moment, it's protection from Thanos. Yeah, see, no, I still have, I still have issues there, so, but I'll let it go. Okay. Um, I actually, I have no idea where we are in our We were talking about uh, the forest <laughs> fight. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> so... Thor and Tony's confrontation, and his first thing is, what are you, Shakespeare in the park? Does Mother <laughs> know you wear her drapes? I die every time I freaking see that scene, because, oh my god, Tony's sass. Uh, <laughs> and, then, and then it just continues, and they get into that fight, and then when Captain America shows up, and he bangs him with his shield, and he goes... I don't even remember what he says, but it basically gets to the point where he goes, drop the hammer, and... And Tony's like, no, 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 no. He likes his hammer. And don't tell him to drop the hammer. He, he loves likes his hammer. hammer. <laughs> but, I mean, I like parts even before that where, um, like, he hits him with lightning. And Tony's at, like, 300 or 400%. And, like, mm -hmm. that's so comic booky because I don't think that's possible for batteries to get 400% from a bolt of lightning. I don't think so either. But it's great because he's like, oh. All right then. <laughs> just, yeah, right? just, uh, just say, uh, oh, okay yeah, now. Right, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh, the, 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 the surprise to the. Okay, now we're gonna have fun. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, yeah, there's a lot of great portions to this scene, and they just continue throughout almost all the fights that happen later in the movie. They're just, oh. It just again, this movie makes me really, really happy. You get all the great character dialogue and the great action scenes to go with it. Mm hmm I mean these this team right here fights more than Batman vs. Superman fought in their whole thing. <laughs> that's that's true. This this scene lasted more than a few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It lasted like ten minutes. Uh, all right. Yeah, not so... to mention, this is our only fight. Right. This is the like, only fight yeah, in this, this is... portion of the movie. Uh, I'm I'm sorry, I misspoke. This isn't our only fight in this movie. Like our heroes fight against each other a few times. And it's mm -hmm. just it's I love it. I just I just love it. Right. Uh... <laughs> Alright, on All right. to honorable mentions, right? That's everybody's number ones out of the way? Yes, mm -hmm. I believe so. Yep. Uh, Alright. <laughs> honorable mentions ahoy Um, yeah. So I think I said this earlier. I can't remember because we had, you know, a long Loki fueled conversation. But right. um <laughs> I didn't hold back just everything I liked in this movie. I just put an honorable mention. But you unfortunately, I do have one dishonorable mention. Oh, no! It's one of my dishonorable mentions also from uh, First Avenger is bad CGI. I think the oh. little clip of um, Iron Man underwater just is like the fakest Iron Man in all the movies. <laughs> this, is my, this is my same dishonorable mention that I had also. The second okay, yeah. that pops up, it looks like 
Like, they wanted to have some kind of, like, it's all CGI, and they just didn't finish that part. Yeah, it looks like a, uh early PS1 or Xbox 360 cutscene. And so, yeah, I don't think it looked... PS1? Uh, early PS... I'm sorry, PS3 Thank you. or Xbox 360. Yeah, not PS1. I was sorry. like, that makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. Those are way different generations. Yep. Or, you know, that might be my opinion about Xbox. Mm -hmm. But we'll continue. <laughs> I was going to hold my tongue there, Tony. I'm not. <laughs> I know. All right. Uh, I'm going to go first because uh, I, I'm going to... Colson the fanboy. He is adorable. Yes. That's one Super, of mine. It's... <laughs> I watched you while you were sleeping. While you were nice. Uh, uh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's just like... He doesn't uh, know what to do. <laughs> I called it Colsey's, Colson's creepy admiration of Rogers. Right. It's just like... <laughs> I have the whole card collection of you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so cute. Uh, right, I think um, this I... is... Uh, did, did everybody know that Colson wasn't supposed to be, like, a mainstay character? No. Yeah, he was only made for the first uh, Iron Man movie. And yeah. then... Um, and he I got love so much popularity that he became an actual character. Yeah, well, yeah, I like the story that he showed up in Iron Man 2 because he was a character from Iron Man 1. Mm -hmm. And then, um, uh, what's his name? Who plays Phil Coulson? Uh, Clark Gregg. Clark Gregg. This is a reverse of our usual roles, Alicia. I know, usually... which is, I, okay, <laughs> I'm terrible with actors except for the Avengers movies. I know almost everybody's actual name and character name. Okay. Well, Clark Gregg um, read the part in Iron Man 2 saying, um, like, he's going to New Mexico, and he asks the, um, one of the producers, like, what happens in New Mexico? And they're like, didn't you hear? You're in Thor. And like, oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, I did not, but thank you for letting so, me know now. <laughs> so as a filming of Iron Man 2, he didn't know he was going to be in these movies, apparently. <laughs> And then, be, uh, I, I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but uh, uh, near the s end of their second part, we get what happens to Coulson. And there was such an uproar over that that the fan base basically exploded, which I think is how Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. got made. Yeah, like, I don't know that ways. Agents they of S.H.I.E.L.D. was really planned. Oh, it, it was definitely it, planned, but, but I mean, it, it not was with him. not official. Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, I agree. Uh, it was planned, but Alicia, you're probably right. They probably didn't have a reason to bring Coulson in at that point. I mean, at that point, Kobe Smolders, who plays Maria Hill, was uh -huh. wrapping up How I Met Your Mother. So there's a good chance uh -huh. they could have used her as an introduction because she's not. This was her first movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, Coulson, awesome. I love Coulson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. Okay, somebody uh, else do it, because a lot yeah, of mine I'll, were kind of uh, already one of covered. My, one of my honorable mentions is uh, Loki's Arrival, the very first scene. Mm -hmm. It's just like... Burdened with a glorious purpose. Yeah, Loki uh, in Thor, because he was going up against Thor, mm -hmm. he wasn't a physical threat. And this, he comes off as a real physical threat against all the humans. Right. Just going nuts with that, the spear as both a uh, firing weapon and as an actual spear. And he's not even at full power. Yeah, that's true. It's just, so, you know, an ants and boot situation, as he puts it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So when he falls out of that portal when he first shows up, does that count as mm -hmm. a superhero fall? Because he's, he's not falling oh, he from super, super high, pose. but he's... But yeah, he's definitely in that pose. I think right, I think on. we need to change it from superhero landing to superhero pose because we don't get the superhero landing out of, like, Natasha, but we do get the pose out of her often. No, I... I'm just because of uh, Deadpool, I can consider him superhero landing, so they have to make impact. I would count that as a superhero landing. Mm, see, that tosses out they... the base humans, though. Wait, what? It tosses but out the not... base humans. They can't make yeah. an impact. But they're not super. Yeah. Yeah, they're not, yeah, I don't know. I think Natasha's pretty super. She doesn't have superpowers, but she's pretty awesome. She's not. Well, yeah, she's not super powered. Yeah. yeah, she's awesome, yes, but definitely not, not powered. Hmm. Well, let me add that I do have. There were quite a few superhero landings in this. There now I got to update my list. <laughs> Hold on, let me add Loki. Okay, talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> Although, does it really count as a superhero landing? Because Loki's a supervillain. It's super. 
Yeah, I think it's more the super hey, to thing. To be fair, uh, the girl in Deadpool wasn't a superhero, but hers kind this of is superhero landing. That's true. And apparently we're using Deadpool as the litmus test. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Which, to be fair, I think is one of the best uh, non-MCU superhero movies. So, mm-hmm. I think we're... I think I, I'll, I'm willing to accept that. Deadpool's our litmus test. Is a superhero landing? Would Deadpool go superhero landing? Superhero landing? Yep. I like yeah. it. And, and you know what? We might be able to see someone with the gym, gymnastic talents as um, Black Widow do a superhero landing in the You future. said we'll no impact, goes. no superhero landing. No you gotta impact, make up your like, mind. Hitting, no impact, like hitting the ground. Impact. Oh, it doesn't counts. have to make a big... Huh? She counts then, because uh, in uh, in her interrogation scene, she flips over some guy and lands in that pose. Okay, then that counts. I thought you were talking about the kind of sprawl she does in Iron Man 2. I wasn't even thinking about that. Mm-mm. Okay. That's going on the list, too. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um, Al, uh, do you have any armor mentions? Uh, I, I did already bring up, I mean, I had some, but I brought them up already earlier when we were talking, so... Right, because they kind um, of fall into a bunch of scenes. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. So I'm I'm empty on that. Okay. Um. So, Alicia, how about another one of yours? I have a note, but I don't remember what it means. <laughs> Let's see if we can decipher it, this might be fun. <laughs> no, I figured out what it means, it's part of my evidence for Loki. Ignore it. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, then I've got a few more, but um, I won't go into all of them because we did go through a bunch of them. Oh, I wait, did wait, like... I got one. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Uh, the when the base explodes and they're that Coulson's in the truck back of the truck and they're driving away, his face, his face is just like, oh, my pretty pretty base. <laughs> Why? Yeah. I feel like he was probably in charge of that. I feel like, like he oh, was too. No. He's like. I can't get that back. That's like when you lose something or you break something. You're like, oh, God. Oh, God. No, 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 no. Mm -hmm. Oh, damn. (laughs) That was his face. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I liked uh, when Banner faked out uh, Black Widow. Natasha. Yeah, (laughs) when he was, he pretended to be angry. Stop lying to me. Gun to your face. (laughs) Yep. Don't take no chances. <laughs> nope. And she's like, I don't. Nope. 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 And then she calls. She's like, uh, stand down. And he's like, just you and me, huh? <laughs> like mm-hmm. he knew. He totally yep. knew. Yeah. And then um, my last honorable mention because I had a few more, but we talked about them. We talked about the ten dollar bet and um. <laughs> oh, Cap oh, we haven't out. gotten there. That's the next episode. Okay, never mind. Yeah. I was about to get um, real but, excited. Uh, uh, Thor's introduction on the Quinjet, we kind of glazed over that a little bit, but just the thunder and Loki's worried and then <laughs> him landing right on the jet in another superhero landing. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. There's so All many right. superhero landings. It's so fantastic. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. Actually, we'll get into that in just a second. Yeah, but I was before like, we do, well. do, do either of you guys have any Easter eggs or connections ooh, you want to talk about? Yes! Yeah, I have a couple, so we'll see how many of us um, trample on each other. But who wants okay. to start? Um, Alicia was really enthusiastic, so I'll start with her. <laughs> okay, uh, we get two Infinity Gems in the first five minutes. Yes, we do. We get the Scepter, and we also get the Tesseract, which the Scepter, yeah. we know, we find out later, is the Mind Gem. Which, it kind of mm. makes sense for this movie when we see it. Yeah, and the Tesseract is a Space Gem. Um, yeah, we don't know they're Infinity Gems yet. We won't know that until, uh, Thor and then, uh, Age of Ultron. Or Thor, the Dark World, and Age of Ultron mm-hmm. about what are, which ones are Infinity Gems, or that even Infinity Gems exist. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, the second one is the Life Model Decoy. It's actually mm-hmm. a, uh, thing from the comic book universe where the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents use that as duplications for themselves in dangerous situations. Yeah. And I won't tell you where, but it will show up again in the MCU in something you have not seen yet, Alicia. Oh, no! No, it's <laughs> haunting me. Uh, yep. No. No. All right. <laughs> All right. Al, what about yours? Uh, yeah, so I've got two left. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, so 
well, there, there's that uh, there's that line where Loki and Cap are, are talking about in Germany and all that, and, mm-hmm. and Loki calls Cap a man out of time. So that's just kind of a uh, uh, one of the phrases they call for that they call Captain America. Um, mm-hmm. There was a comic series called that, A Man Out of Time. Uh, and actually, I didn't... that was mm-hmm. that was the first uh, Cap comic I ever read. Actually, oh, okay, got it. I did yeah. not read it actually. I had to go online um, and uh, read a description about it. But yeah, do you want to tell yeah. us about it, Tony? Because you're probably going to give a way better description than me. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it was a, uh, I can't remember, it was like four or five uh, issue miniseries, but I read it, um, I read it in a collection. But it's just, um, pretty much his story, the first issue is his last mission with uh, Bucky and then him falling into the ocean. And then his reawakening and kind of his origin story from the time that he woke up until, um, I, like, his first mission. Mm-hmm. And it's just... It's like, it's a modern retelling of the 60s story of, actually, the uh, issue four of the Avengers, when they find Captain America. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's very different from what I interpreted what I read, so <laughs> I'm going to believe you, because that makes way more sense than what I thought I read. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe I, I thought... might actually be thinking of a different comic. It might not have been called Mind Out of Time. But... Oh, Okay. <laughs> Well, what I thought I had read was uh, Cap somehow gets stuck going through time uh, because he wants to save Bucky. Like, he kind of gets stuck in this weird time thing. And then other people are kind of trying to stop him from messing with time. Hmm. Yeah. No, I remember that. That's that's a better forgotten one. Well, now I'm going to try it. Now I'm going to rack my brain to what, see what I was talking about. But... <laughs> oh well, okay then. <laughs> Good to well, know. <laughs> never mind. I'm completely wrong. I'll probably leave this in there, but I'll be slightly embarrassed. Okay, <laughs> that's okay. Uh, somebody apparently listened that I know listened to our uh, podcast and uh, was like, "Um, so do you realize when Al was talking about such and such date, he was wrong?" I was like, "Yes, he corrected it later." <laughs> Oh, yep. the Thor, Thursday. Yeah. yeah, Thor and Thursday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, I'm going to end every episode with Happy Thursday and be, you know, right half of the time. Right. So <laughs> that's Maybe true. Not. It'll be less work than than you know having to actually figure out which episodes come out on a Thursday. Yes, well, it's not true. that hard. <laughs> it's hard well, for me because said... I'm lazy. Yeah, and it's hard for me as we've shown because apparently the. You know, one time I tried, I was wrong. So it's harder than you'd think. Yeah. <laughs> I'm OCD, yeah. though. I'd map them out. Okay. So you could say it on Thursdays. Okay. Alicia. Okay. Um, <laughs> are there any more Easter eggs before I go into mine? Um, I huh? think I've, I'm good. Uh, I've got one um, mm-hmm. that I don't know if this really counts as one, but I'm going to go with one anyway. Okay. Um, because I'm not actually sure if this was fully on purpose or not. I mean, I'm sure it was. Um, so there was there was that uh, that dialogue between Thor and Loki when they were talking in the you know foresty area, whatever that that place mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Thor calls Loki the would be king, um, which is uh, I'm assuming is a reference to the short story, the man who would be king. Um, which have any of you read that? No, or I've seen heard of it, any I've of the movies? It. Oh, okay. No. I have not. Um, okay. So I had to look up what it, what it was. Uh, so uh, I, this time, you know, I won't pretend like I know what it is and be completely wrong. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, all right. So the, the basic story is, is you kind of have these two dudes who um, want to take over India. Like, they want to, like, um, con, like, land and stuff out of India, basically, and... And then they kind mm-hmm. of end up doing that, and then people end up thinking one of those guys is a god, and so that guy is is gonna like marry some lady, and then on the wedding day, the the bride lady is all scared that she's gonna uh, marry a god. She has no idea what's about to happen, so she bites him, and yeah. uh, then everyone sees that he's bleeding and realizes, oh, he's not actually a god, and so then everyone kind of turns against him and. And I don't know if they kill him or just get rid of him, you know, run him out of India or something. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's the general story of the man who would be king. And so it was kind of interesting, um, Thor calling Loki that, like, hey, you um, 
you know, you're, you're making all these people think you're, you're a god because, you know, to the humans, we think of the, the Asgardians as gods, but they're, they're not. And Thor kind of says that, right? They're not gods. They're just mm-hmm. different. And I think he brings that up again even more in uh, Thor of the Dark World, too. Well, I know it but. definitely gets brought up in Thor the Dark World because uh, Odin references it. He goes, you are not a god. He's like, we live and die the same as them. And then Loki's like, give or take a few thousand years. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, I want to just put this on the record. Hmm. Mark Wade wrote Man Out of Time in 2011. It is the comic I was talking about where they retell him coming back. I don't uh... know what you were talking about, Al. Oh, great. <laughs> I had to look it up because it was... <laughs> It was really bugging me. <laughs> yeah, well, it was a okay. five-issue miniseries. <laughs> okay. Tony's um, yeah, it was actually... Now. I'm like, no, I know it was called Man Out of Time. So I had to look it up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, any other Easter eggs? Are oh, yes. Yes, I, I, have, I have quite a few. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> we know you have quite a few. Okay. So you Go two are it. good though? Yep, All right. I'm good. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. We have we have superhero landings six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and eleven in this. Holy part. cow. <laughs> uh I had to add two because we discussed it. So six was Loki's arrival. Mm-hmm. Seven was in uh Natasha's fight against the Russians. Uh-huh. Uh eight was uh Cap landing in Stuttgart, which mm-hmm. Uh, actually made me really happy because I watched that montage like six or seven times in the first adventure and he never did a superhero landing because he kept jumping off of things and never landing because it kept cutting to something else. <laughs> uh, we have Iron Man showing up in Stuttgart. So he did a superhero yep, landing. I thought so. Yep, we had Thor on the Quinjet. Yep. And then um, Thor, a- Iron Man, after he grabs uh, Thor from the mountaintop, he throws Thor to the ground, but he does a superhero landing in the forest. Yes, he does. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we have quite a few in that section. Yes. And we'll have more upcoming. <laughs> yeah. So, um, this whole movie is a, a reference to uh, Avengers number one back in 1963, where Loki was the main villain of the first issue. Villain is such a tough term. Well, it's a true term. <laughs> nah. <laughs> That's cool motive, still murder. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's that's my argument against uh, people who are really big fans of Snape in the Harry Potter. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, he hated uh, James Potter. Yeah, James, uh, in his mind, stole Lily away from him. But you didn't have to be a complete a-hole to Harry because Harry didn't have anything to do with it. And yeah, so it's like, cool that you had a hard life, but you didn't have to repeat the mistakes. Don't do that. <laughs> Snape is a terrible, terrible person who did one good thing in his life. Uh, yep, no, yep, man. I can no, get this hate I'm, mail. Uh... <laughs> when we do, when we do Harry Potter rewind for eight episodes, we can talk about that. Eight, holy crap! Eight episodes. Oh no! Why only eight? Because I was thinking eight movies. But oh, you know, God, no. 24 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and then all the other stuff. Yeah. And this is coming from, for anyone who can play, is I'm a huge Harry Potter fan, and I'm in the anti-Snape camp. I'm right. a huge <laughs> Harry Potter fan, and I'm in the pro-Snape camp, so... You are in the <laughs> pro-apologist camp for all these terrible villains. I am. <laughs> <laughs> Except for uh, Lord Voldemort. I got nothing for him. But he was just misunderstood. No, okay. really, he was not. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, he was not. Okay, uh... well, back, back to this universe, not the wizarding world of Harry Potter. You mean um, they're not connected? Damn. They may be. We'll see what happens when Disney buys Warner Brothers. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Um, in the UK, this is called. this movie is called Avengers Assemble. Because from 1961 to 1969, they had a um, uh, really big movie called The Event or a TV show called The Avengers, which was a spy show, <laughs> which they actually remade into a movie in 98 starring Voldemort, starring Ray Fiennes and Uma Thurman. Oh. <laughs> did, did either of you ever see that one? I, uh, I vaguely so... remember seeing it like when I was a kid, but I don't <laughs> remember anything about it. 
So, uh, just as a thing, uh, when I tried to sit down and watch the the Avengers movie today, I tried to do it through an app that I have, and it kept pulling up a different Avengers movie, which I believe is the movie you're talking about. Yeah, probably that movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I remember when I was a kid, I super wanted to see this movie, because I love spy stuff and that kind of thing, and I just, Mm -hmm. even to this day, I've never seen it. So, you know, now that you reminded me it existed, I might actually watch it. Hmm. Tell us how it is. Maybe I'll forget. We we could review it for like an April Fool's Day episode of the event. <laughs> <laughs> Way to ruin the We're joke. Super. <laughs> Nobody we'll will remember by then. <laughs> we'll all forget, and That's then someone will call us out on it. Right. All right. <laughs> uh, it'll be. Fun. Um. So a few more Easter eggs. Uh, if anyone's a fan of Joss Whedon stuff, um, the other is played by a actor named Alexis Denisoff, who played a Wesley Wyndham Price in Buffy and Angel, who was like Buffy's uh, substitute uh, watcher in that show. Hmm. I yeah. so I have seen bits and pieces of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but I, love, I never I saw Buffy it. Vampire Slayer. <laughs> I never really saw uh, it. I, yeah, no, I love I love those shows. I'm I never saw it until my wife introduced me to it. But it's like, you know, you know, other than marrying me and all that stuff, it's probably the best thing she's done for me. So, <laughs> introduced me to that show. Fair enough. Um, let's see. Uh, we talked about this in The Incredible Hulk, but Mark Ruffalo was originally originally the um first actor that the director of The Incredible Hulk wanted as Bruce Banner. But uh, Marvel, or actually it was probably Universal, didn't want him because he didn't have as much star power as uh, Edward Norton. I love him as as uh, Bruce Banner, though. I don't I don't know what about Mark Which Ruffalo. One? Mark Ruffalo. Uh, he he like I don't know what it is, but I love him as as yeah. Well, I feel like we've established you're a crazy person. I so... am a crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I totally am a crazy person. All right, um, and then uh, we have uh, when Thor and Loki are on the top, the side of the mountain, we have two ravens flying around them. Who, and Alicia, uh, can you tell us who uh, those I ravens do, are? I, do, I know. Oh, oh, they're Hugin and Moonin. I can pronounce yeah. them. I swear. They yeah, are the, they are Odin's ravens. They are the Watchers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's showing that uh, Odin's watching their discussion of these two brothers, and probably. You know, go and criticize uh, Thor for whatever he did afterwards. <laughs> mm. It sounds yeah. about right. That is Odin. <laughs> uh, we have a few connections ah. also. <laughs> yes. Uh, we have uh, the number 12, like 12% of the credit, is a recurring <laughs> thing. Um, I don't know the significance, but it's definitely recurring in the MCU. Like, this is the first time, but... Um, uh, I know that Star Lord later says that he has twelve percent of a plan, and um, there I remember I didn't write down all the things, but there were there's a few things where twelve keeps repeatedly showing up in Marvel movies. So we'll have to keep our eye out for it. Yeah, and then um, when you see the uh, big circle of people around the cabin that Banner and Natasha are in. Mm-hmm. A lot of those weapons are glowing blue at the tip, which is foreshadowing uh, what they discover on the helicarrier. The phase two weapons? Yeah. Yeah, then phase two is my last connection, which is phase two is an obvious reference to what phase we're about to go to in the MCU. Phase two! Yep, where we are revealed why they are so interested in weapons is because uh, they may be infiltrated by a Nazi organization that we will not go into right now. Mm. Spoilers. Spoiler. <laughs> Not so much, but spoiler. Well, yeah, but that's uh, it for my Easter egg and connections for this episode. All right. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> I don't think we have any more of those. Do 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 do. All right. So, do we have? Uh, we don't uh, have just anything before else? moving on. Um, mm-hmm. since we're here, kind of talking about things. Uh, that man out of time, Captain America comic. Um, yep. So I found that that description of what I found earlier, um, mm-hmm. and I think I just took the last sentence of the summary to mean something like way more than what it actually was. The last mm-hmm. sentence is, uh, and Cap, uh, uh, he wants to go back in time and may have the means to return to the past and save Bucky. 
So yeah. uh, I just kind of took that one line to mean way more. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, that doesn't sound like anything I've read of that one. I did. I have read a Captain America where he time travels, but that's more him like going into, uh, he's a Native American Captain America and stuff like that. So. All right. That's yeah, a little different. <laughs> it's a little different. <laughs> All right, but All right. I think uh, that's it for this very long episode. Yeah, episode. Uh, Lucy, right. you want to tell them how to contact us? Yes, please remember to follow us on Twitter at MCU underscore Rewind. Please give us ratings on iTunes or your favorite podcast app, uh, assuming you like this. Otherwise, silence is golden. You can go <laughs> hide in a forest like a, or hide in another country like a Bruce Banner. Yeah, don't hide in the forest. It will get destroyed by random superheroes. <laughs> all right uh this was the marvel cinematic rewind for the avengers part one signing off have a marvelous day